This episode is brought to you by North Texas Honda Dealers. North Texas Honda Dealers, they're here to help. He has time, launches it to the end zone. Touchdown, Terrence Williams. Goes to the right side for Crabtree. It's caught. He put, oh, he's going hard. Hello and welcome to Republic of Football, another emergency podcast. I mentioned at the end of the Sunday recap, I hope we don't get another emergency podcast, but this one's a good one. This one's not a firing. This is not somebody losing their job, somebody getting the, getting a job, and somebody that we like a lot getting a job. Texas Tech has made a hire. Uh, I want to get this right. Uh, Carlos Silva and uh, Don Williams of the Lubbock Avalanche Journal. Broke the news uh, first, I believe, basically at the crack of almost almost like the midnight. It felt like like uh, a Sunday or Monday morning, I guess. Texas Tech made a hire. Joey McGuire is the head coach at Texas Tech. They made it official. Uh, Texas Tech. By the time we're recording this, they had they they've already made it official. Baylor's associate head coach. Baylor's uh, outside linebackers, or is it just linebackers coach? Uh, okay, outside linebackers coach, formerly tight ends coach. Of course, most notably, probably former Cedar Hill head coach, high school uh, uh, state championship winning head coach, uh, Texas High School Football Hall of Famer, um, or Wall of, I should say Wall of Honor recipient for THSCA. I, man, this, the people's champ is in Lubbock. And <laughs> what a, I, we can talk about the risk, the inherent risk that it, that, that it, that this kind of hire makes, but, I think you can also reference your dating analogy for this as well. Craven, by the way, yes, Mike Craven on the other line. How are you doing, man? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. Exactly. This one lines up perfectly with that uh, kind of theory analogy I have that, you know, after you're done with one coach, you try to go for the opposite direction and a coach that maybe has some traits that were missing in your previous relationship. Matt Wells was an outsider and this mm -hmm. state is very much an insider state and Joey McGuire is about as high on that pedestal as you can get. Um, a lot of people consider him a modern day Mount Rushmore type coach in this state. And so that immediately uh, leads some credence to what Texas Tech is doing. I think it'll change uh, how they recruit. Matt Wells was more of a Juco guy. Kind of kind of gave up, not gave up's the wrong word, but I think he understood his limitations and that he wasn't going to go into Dallas and go into Houston and beat other big teams for recruits. And so he went a different direction. Joey McGuire won't have that fear. He'll walk mm -hmm. into any single uh, high school in the state, specifically in the DFW area, and get as much attention as he believes he deserves. And so that's going to be a major change for Texas Tech. And I think that's why they made this hire. They saw what's going on at UTSA. Jeff Trailer was one of the first names that kind of popped up when this hiring happened. UTSA stepped up to the plate and gave Jeff Trailer a $28 million extension for 10 years and they kind of went and found his resume twin right if you're not going to go get mm -hmm. jeff trailer the next best thing or maybe even the better thing is joey mcguire with three state championships at cedar hill one of the all-time great coaches already in the texas high school you know hall of fame 
And so uh, he'll be a guy that I think the Red Raider fan base will also get excited about. Mm -hmm. If you're Kirby Hocutt and that group at Tech, it checks a lot of the boxes that you were going to have to check, and you don't have to break the bank to do so. And so I think overall just a home run hire by Texas Tech and uh, a great idea of what they wanted to go and get, and they found the perfect man for that. Yeah. Um, I should mention, you know, he was also, remember, he was also in for the Baylor job, right? Before Dave Aranda got there, he was, it was more or less down to him and Dave Aranda. Um, and it shows how valuable he was to that program that Dave Aranda made sure that he was still on that staff uh, when he got in. He gave him the, the title of associate head coach. And it shows kind of what Joey McGuire is as a human that he stuck around, yeah. right? Like so yep. many people would be a finalist for that job not get it and go pout somewhere else about it. Instead, he went right back to work and you would never know that he got passed over from another guy in that building. He did everything he was asked to do with a smile on his face. And I think that just, that's one of the reasons McGuire is so respected in the Texas high school and now college community yep. is just the way he cares about people and the way he puts himself second. Yeah. Before we, before we really get into kind of what we we both like about this hire personally because i mean i think this long story short this was a home run hire for me um i'm not gonna sit here and act like this is an easy sell either to maybe the cop the casual fan um because when matt well matt wells wasn't an easy hire either but he was another head coach right he was a he was a head coach that was had a uh a tenure of success at utah state did a good job of building there and you fire him and you hear some of the names, right? You hear a Jeff trailer, you hear a Sonny Dykes, you hear like some of the names percolating and you, then you, and then you go and hire, or you see that the, the Baylor associate head coach is hired on the surface. Sure. I can hundred percent understand some skepticism. There've been, I've seen some skepticism on Twitter, you know, like who is this guy? What's going on here? This is weird. I can see that, right? If you, if you think you're getting Sonny Dykes or think you're putting in for Sonny Dykes and you get Je Joey McGuire, fair enough, right? But like you said, think of when Jeff Trailer was hired. Joey McGuire was the better get at the time, right? If you would if you, Jeff Trailer was coming out of a bad Arkansas tenure, not his fault again, but a bad Arkansas tenure, a mediocre, not a mediocre, a very average SMU tenure, brief SMU tenure, and then a poor Texas tenure. In college, it, Jeff Trailer had not been a proven commodity. Joey McGuire is more proven now been with two successful staffs. Now, um, he's in, he's probably interviewed for other jobs, obviously, and kind of waited his turn. Uh, in, in Baylor's case, kind of was obviously passed over, but still. And now, uh, let me just say that that opening press conference is going to be, I don't say this often about opening press conference or press conferences in general. That's going to be must-see because you will see why so many that cover high school football that are plugged into college football in the state respect and are excited for this hire because that is a personality that the way we've, we've joked about Lubbock and kind of the community there and how they're kind of like a very insular, like if you've been there, you love it. If you haven't been there, it's kind of weird. He is the personality that will get you to love Lubbock and that will absolutely genuinely not cynically genuinely in, entrench himself in everything in that city and everything in that program like i expect to see like the tortillas flying at home get like i expect to see 
full-on Red Raider culture under him because he's that lively personality. I don't know how closely people are paying attention to this, but Chris Beard's kind of doing that in Austin right now. Yeah. He is just like fully embracing everything and trying his hardest to get the students out there and to breathe a little life into that program. I expect Joey McGuire to do the same thing at Texas Tech. He's going to be active in the community. He's going to be active at the local high school scene. He's going to be active with the student body. He's going to win that press conference, which is job number one. Um, and so, yeah, like you said, UTSA would have been lucky to have Joey McGuire a couple of years ago when that job was going on. And I, I guess I do get your point that yeah, if you're just looking at kind of where he's been the last five years, he hasn't been a head coach in college football. There can be some skepticism there. I would say to any Tech fans feeling that way, you know, look at Baylor, look at UTSA. Those guys weren't head coaches before they got there, and they've been able to turn turn those programs around. Just real quick, you know, unprompted this morning, I, you know, as soon as this started happening, I had six or seven high school coaches start texting me, right? Because that's how, that's the level of excitement here. And it's hard to convince kids from big cities to go to Lubbock. It just is. Mm -hmm. But Joey McGuire is the type of guy that can go into Dallas, can go into Houston, and can not only convince the kid to go to Lubbock, he's going to convince mom and dad that Lubbock is the place for that child. And, and that's going to be huge. I talked to DJ Mann this morning. He was, he was at Cedar Hill um, right after McGuire left, but still kind of around in that area. And mm -hmm. then now he's at Lubbock Coronado, which is clearly, you know, one of the bigger, better high schools there in the Lubbock area. He, he said, uh, as for Joey McGuire, the ultimate people person makes people feel like he has known them forever. will recruit on a level never seen in Lubbock. will take care of kids. Yep. Right. Like that, that's all you need to know. Right. If, 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 if the high school coaches around the state, if that's how they feel about Joey McGuire, the recruiting success of Texas tech is only going to improve. And it's a recruiting game. I yes. mean, stars matter and getting more talent to Lubbock is job number two, right? You got to go win that press conference and get the alumni behind you. And then you got to go recruit. And he's going to be able to do that. And he's going to be able to do that kind of hitting the ground running. Yep. I think that when you have a Joey McGuire, all of a sudden, those DFW recruiting battles, you can win a couple, right? Where Lubbock wasn't winning those, you had to kind of get a little creative with um, panhandle kids or West Texas kids, or, you know, you may pull a Taj Brooks from a Mainer or things like that, but you weren't going to win. You weren't, you, you were almost, I don't want to say, oh, my cat's getting in the way. Um, <laughs> uh, you, you weren't going to win uh, with Matt Wells. It was like you mentioned, it was almost like, yeah, we're probably not going to go DFW. So we got to get a little bit creative. Joey McGuire is going to pull a guy from TCU. He's going to pull a random kid from Texas. It's going to, it's going to happen, right? That's his personality. And I mean, we should also mention that, you know, he's starting immediately, right? That's the other news that broke out that uh, Sonny Cumbie will remain the interim head coach, but he is basically getting in that office and getting in that building right away. Um, uh, obviously, hopefully putting together the staff and then uh, obviously starting hitting the phones with recruiting and hitting the road. But yeah, no, I, I don't know. This is this to me was what tech needed because what they've missed, what Cliff kind of did, obviously Cliff didn't work out in other ways, but what Cliff understood post Mike Leach that Tuberville, that Wells didn't, was that tech is its own culture, right? Tech is its own animal completely. And you kind of have to have that outlaw mentality a little bit right not to be like uh, not to make it all 
you know, a, a pun with the Red Raider, but like there is a thing with that, right? You're out in West Texas. You're kind of in your own thing. It has a culture that's very unique to itself and you have to do things your own way. And it's no surprise that Mike Leach was the guy to get it done for uh, uh, in this generation. And then Cliff Kingsbury had probably the most success since then. And even he didn't work out, but they understood that. And Joey McGuire is somebody that can understand that. Um, and so I think it was a, it was, it was an incredibly smart hire. It's, it, we, again, we don't know what defense he's going to run. We don't know what, right. That's, that's the big question now, who are his two big coordinator hires? Because again, he, he Joey McGuire is a culture guy, right? Go. There was a video that I was watching a couple of weeks ago. Um, if you just look up on YouTube, uh, Cedar Hill pregame speech, right? I think he has like 20,000 views or something. And it's, it's during, I forgot what game it was, but it was uh, about six years ago, whatever, at Cedar Hill. And it, it's about like, you could see what type of player coach he is. Again, we can harp on that being the right fit and all that, but he has to get the right hires. And he obviously knows that. But I think that's where my attention turns to next is, who does he get to run that offense? Who does he get to run that defense? Does he choose? It wouldn't stun me. Does he choose to keep a Sonny Cumbie running that offense, right? Does he choose to have somebody? Because he's been now a part of, I mean, Matt Rule, uh, Larry Fedora, and, uh, and Jeff Gray. He's been a part of three different offenses now at Baylor, right? So, like, there's not – like he doesn't have a philosophy. His Cedar Hill teams weren't one thing he doesn't have this strict philosophy that like, Oh, he, Joey McGuire is going to run tempo or run, you know, Stanford power or whatever. So I wouldn't be shocked if he just kind of looks at, I wouldn't be shocked if he runs a variation of Tex area, right. Just cause he knows it might work there. Right. Um, I, that's not me predicting, but like, I just think he's that type of coach who will adapt and kind of mold to what fits talent, which I mean, that was kind of, that's kind of Jeff trailer at UTSA, right? He wasn't like, he obviously knew offense from his teams at Gilmer, but he wasn't wedded and they haven't been wedded to one philosophy there. It's been like a mixture of, yeah, we can win with a little bit of, you know, when Lowell Narcisse was in last year, they can run a little bit more power game and uh, Josh Atkins can be a drop back. And then of course, Frank Harris can do a little bit of both. So that's uh, tra Jeff trailer nailed that part of staffing and he can kind of do everything else. And I think that's going to be virtual, almost a carbon copy of what we see with, with tech now. Yeah, McGuire is a program runner, mm -hmm. right? Like he's not going to put his fingers on every single thing. He's going to hire guys and he's going to trust those guys to do their job. And then he's going to be kind of CEO, overseer of the program. And that's where he excels best. That's why he was such a good associate head coach as well, is he, he can kind of, uh, he can manage all of those different personalities at, at, at a time. He's a great people person, so that's that's not going to be a problem. I would imagine uh, defensively they get a little bit more aggressive and a lot more athletic. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that offensive of coordinator hire is going to be important, and and it's 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 easy to re or it's it's important to remember that just because we say it's a home run hire, that doesn't mean that we know Joey McGuire is going to start winning ten games every right. single year, and this is going to be a successful thing. Just with the options out there, with the money t Tech has. Um, there wasn't a better choice, right? Yes. Like this was, this was as good as it gets. Now there are a lot of variables out there that we don't know yet that Joey McGuire doesn't know yet. And uh, that's going to have to be kind of wait and see approach on what they do offensively, what they do defensively. Uh, but it is a guy who, while he hasn't done it at the college level, 
you know, ran a Cedar Hill program that hadn't won playoff games before he got there. And they ended up winning three state championships by the time he left in 13 seasons. I mean, he completely made that program into something everybody knew where before it was like Duncanville is kind of what you thought of DeSoto out in that area. He added Cedar Hill to that thing. And then like you just mentioned, he got to watch Matt rule do it. He's now seen Dave Aranda do it. He knows what a successful college football program looks like and how it's run and how it's turned around because rule and Aranda both had to kind of rebuild those rosters and kind of rebuild the belief in that room. So I think this is the time he's poised and we've read, and we've talked about this a few times too, right? It's not always the biggest hire. Mm-hmm. It's the right hire. And I do feel like Texas tech made the right hire. And that's an important thing to, to note and good on them for doing it because it would have been a much easier thing for a whole cut and that, that group to go hire a no name head or a known name head coach and just kind of hitch their wagon to that. And if it didn't work out, be like, Hey, you know, everybody would have hired that guy, you know, what right. do you want me to do? But he took a chance here, and that's a very important thing uh, for Texas Tech. And you can already see the buzz. Like, you can, ar- you can already see it happening on social media. There's yep. kids in my mentions retweeting it that are recruits and stuff like that. And so uh, momentum has completely changed. And that, that's what you're trying to do when you make a hire is change the perception of your school. Texas Tech now looks like a, a team poised to be uh, back in those conversations in the Big 12. And a Big 12 that's going to be winnable. In a year or two, when Texas and Oklahoma leaves, that landscape completely changes, and now Tech has a little bit of spark underneath them to kind of ride into that uh, new Big 12. Yeah. I think uh, one other thing I wanted to hint on was, you've mentioned it a little bit on Twitter, the timing of this move, right? This isn't a coincidence uh, that this is before the early signing period. Yeah, I mean, the early signing periods changed all this, right? I mean, like mid-season firings aren't that uncommon, but in-season hirings to replace those firings are uncommon. And the reason we're seeing that more and more is that early signing period. Like, let's let's take Steve Sarkeesian, for example, right? Mm. He gets hired January 4th, I believe, off the top Something of my head. Like that. Some, somewhere in that first week of January, well, you can't go and recruit and sign a bunch of guys, right? They're already signed, sealed, and delivered to, to other schools with the early signing period now being in December. You know, four or five, six years ago, before that was put into place, you had a month, six weeks mm-hmm. to flip kids and kind of build that transition class, which was never going to be great, but you could put some pieces together for it, so it didn't feel like just a lost class. Nowadays, if you wait till January 1st, it's a lost class. 90% of the kids you would go out and recruit are already signed somewhere else and in a national letter of intent. That makes things a lot trickier if they're, than if they're just committed to a school. And so I think this is something we see more and more where not only are coaching firings in season going to happen more often, but you're going to hear about the replacements a lot sooner. That way they can salvage whatever piece of that recruiting class that they can, can do. I don't think it's a coincidence that Sonny Cumbie is going to stay interim head coach. That frees Joey McGuire up to go find his staff and to go find his recruits for that first year. And that's going to be a very important thing. And it'll be interesting to see if TCU kind of follows suit. If the Horned Frogs kind of see what's going on and they kind of know, okay, maybe we need to get this done earlier than we'd want in order to do the same thing, to capture momentum, to get back into the, the new cycle, and then to get in front of recruits' faces now before they sign a national letter of intent. That way that 2022 class isn't looked back upon as just a complete waste. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that, you know, now TCU, I mean, we thought they would be in for McGuire as well. Who knows? They probably were. And now they have, you know, they had to cross them off a list because 
tech probably moved a little bit quicker. Um, TCU might be kind of hitching its wagon to Sunny Dykes a little bit more than tech was perhaps because um, it did come out that tech, you know, nothing's come out obviously about TCU yet as far as interviewing goes. Tech obviously reported the interviewed McGuire and Alex Grinch within a day or two of each other. So they were moving quickly. I think tech knew that once TCU started to get its feelers out, their job would be less appealing. And so they had to kind of see their guys and make a move quickly and credit to them. Cause I think that once, if Sonny Dykes gets the job or not at TCU, if he doesn't, they were going to look at the Joe at a Joey McGuire or things like that. And so tech really had to be proactive in it. And that was incredibly smart on their part. Um, to la- I guess lastly, we can touch on the TCU job now because now that's the only you know that's the only Power Five job in, in the state open right now. What do you think? Where do you think they go? Because this is Joey McGuire seemed more or less tailor made for that kind of job, right? DFW connections, um, kind of a different culture than Gary Patterson. Obviously, we talked about kind of how he's been, how Gary Patterson respectfully is very closed off and and kind of made that program um uh kind of hit more or less his right and he was allowed to do that because of the success they had uh the reason why we liked a joey mcguire for a tcu was kind of because he's not somebody that would erase everything that gary patterson would have done but he's somebody that would have just opened that program up a little bit more um than gary patterson made it so briefly where do you think tcu can go now um now that tech is kind of poached in our opinion one of the best candidates out there yeah, I think first off, I feel like I've we've been a little hard on Gary Patterson, or at least specifically, I've been maybe a little hard on Gary Patterson, or sure. like calling him cranky and some of those things. I mean I that mean, in I mean that in an endearing way. Like right, people exactly. don't yeah. know that I am also kind of a <laughs> of a, a cranky, gruff person, right? Who like right. doesn't like a lot of outside noise. I mean, so ev- like, eventually, when you're like, it's to me, it's respectable that you can be so successful that it literally doesn't matter that you're cranky. Like, I love that about it. Like, that's, I, I agree. Like, I would make that program the same way if I was like, yeah, I, he, if he doesn't have the time of day for something, he's he wasn't going to do it. And it's fine. Like, because he was so good that he didn't need to kiss anybody's ass, basically. <laughs> and, and, you know, we're a little older, right? That's how yeah. coaches are. That's how I always knew coaches to be. I mean, my favorite coach ever in life is Chip Killian, who's now the head coach at, at <laughs> yeah. high school. He was the linebacker coach at Cedar Park when I was there. I love him to death and he's the same way, right? He's just sometimes yeah. you catch him on the wrong time or he disagrees with what you're saying. He's going to let you know about it. I love that about Gary Patterson. I just think he can wear thin after 20 years and it can wear thin sure. when success isn't there anymore. Right. And it was time to make a move. So if I'm, if I'm TCU, I think I am going for somebody with a little bit more experience, maybe like a Billy Napier. I, I mm. think that would be, kind of the guy that I'd be, if Sonny Dykes isn't the dude, right? If mm-hmm. there's not already this agreement behind the scenes that Sonny Dykes is going to Fort Worth and we're just not aware of it yet. Which again, there's, which again, we mentioned early signing period. UTSA right. put that to bed. They were like, yeah, no, Jeff Trailer's not on the, don't worry, recruits, Jeff Trailer's not on the market. So like they put that to bed. So like if it is, if <laughs> we mentioned with the, the extension on Sonny Dykes' table, like so he, SMU is trying to put this to bed for early signing period to make sure that their recruits know their coach isn't going anywhere. He just hasn't signed up. <laughs> Yeah, and so if Sonny Dykes is the guy, I think that's a great hire. And now then we got to move to what SMU does. If if Sonny Dykes isn't really there, they're kind of playing footsie and they're not really quite sure and they want to get this going, 
Yeah. You want to you want to call new guys? I really do think Billy Napier is the guy that I would call. He's got ties near Texas. He's been around the state. Um, he's a he's a really good coach. He's won at the G five level. I, I think that's somewhere TCU um, could go as well. But you know that job we talked about it a little bit yesterday. That job looks better and better every single day, right? I mean, Chandler mm -hmm. Morris had such a big game. Quentin Johnson, Zach Evans, they got pieces on defense. I think they have more of a pick of the litter than Tech did, which kind of made Tech kind of have to go and lock down their guy and get that over with so nobody else did it. I think TCU can be more patient if they want to. Mm -hmm. But like we talked about earlier, I don't know if it's in their best interest. I think right. it, it's better to get this done as soon as possible. Maybe that's tougher if a guy is a head coach. Joey McGuire was an assistant, so maybe him leaving Baylor isn't that big of a deal or isn't as big of a deal in the middle of the season. Sonny Dykes or Billy leaving in the middle of their season to go coach somewhere else may be a little bit harder of a thing to pull. Um, but those are the two names that if I'm TCU, I'm really looking at it. Sonny Dykes, number yeah. one, and if he doesn't want to leave SMU for TCU, I'm looking at Billy Napier. Yeah, I think one of... One of the names I want to keep, I want people to keep an eye on, and I don't mean this for the head coaching job, but I feel like with Tech uh, bringing in a new, a new staff and then TCU potentially bringing in a new staff, especially if they go somebody in state, I feel like we might see somebody make a play for Rashad Samples. Because again, I don't mean that as a head coach, I mean that in bringing in Rashad Samples because he's killed it at SMU and it's very clear that the I believe the money they've made him basically associate head coach I believe there um and he's obviously recruiting coordinator I I think financially SMU's made it to where he's not going to leave for a coordinator job I think that he's pretty secure there and I pretty and they're pre, they pretty much want him to basically have, rule his kingdom which is DFW um Joey McGuire is the type of guy that would know how to lure him to love it right I'm not I'm not making that call but I'm saying that type of head coach, or if TCU makes a play for a Sonny Dykes or somebody in state who knows kind of how he works as a coordinator and how successfully he's recruited that whole area, um, especially that whole uh, highway corridor, especially. He's somebody who I feel like is going to be a not, he, he's going to be a, a, a non-zero reason why. Uh, to me, he's going to be one of the bigger uh, staff hires, I think, of this offseason. I really do. Um, because those are two prime jobs, one of them literally in his backyard that could be looking for a splash hire outside of the head coach. Um, so I've, I don't know. There was, uh, earlier this year, I felt like he was never going to leave unless he eventually got a head coaching job. Those, Joey McGuire going to Tech and then TCU potentially hiring somebody in-state kind of changes that to me. So that's just yeah, a name I want people to watch out for. If Sonny Dykes is the guy at TCU, I oh, imagine oh my god, oh my god, yeah, he's he's gone, <laughs> right? Um, and so that would be big. And I, you know, on a bigger note, I do think the trend of Texas high school football coaches jumping into college football mm. only increases. I, I when you yes. see the success of Jeff Trailer, now you see the success of Joey McGuire. I think that trend becomes uh, more and more true. And and then you look at Trailer's staff, for example, like he went out and got Joe Price. From mm -hmm. Park North Shore to be his recruiting guy. Sark went and got uh, Chris Gilbert from Lancaster. Right, exactly. And so, I, I mean, I think we see Joey, even if it's not a samples, I think he definitely reaches into the high school ranks and, and finds kind of an oh, up-and-coming yeah. or a hot shot coach that's ready to do something different. 
um, to put him on that staff. And I think that's not only good for those staffs, it's great for Texas high school football, right? It elevates mm -hmm. the coaches even more. It kind of gives you kind of this path beyond just being a head coach at, you know, at the high school level. And so um, seeing the success that Jeff Trailer has, has really, I, I don't, it'd be interesting. I don't know if we'd ever get this answer, right? This is one of those answers you could probably never get, mm -hmm. but is Joey McGuire up for the Texas tech job? If Jeff Trailer's not having as much success at UTSA, right? I mean, I, I think the fact that we're starting to see more and more high school coaches have success at the college level is going to open that up even more. I think to your point, you can look to two names that were kind of, to me, uh, before Jeff Trailer you can look to two names that were kind of cautionary tales, right? Todd Dodge in North Texas and Chad Morris at Arkansas. Before Jeff Trailer, and again, Chad Morris before the Arkansas job, Chad Morris was still an intriguing name for what he did, and, and especially as a coordinator before that. But uh, they, were, they were like, okay, they could kind of recruit, but you know, especially in Todd Dodge's case, he recruited well, because I believe McCaffrey came in afterward and won instantly, and then McCaffrey couldn't recruit. And so that, you know, so Todd Dodge was able to recruit when he went, but it didn't work out elsewhere. Chad Morris was able to recruit a little bit at SMU, won a little bit, couldn't recruit at all at Arkansas, just got completely out of his element. Those were definitely like, if that was the story, right? And then Jeff Trailer maybe hangs around three four wins okay then you're like uh we're getting a little bit too friendly with the idea of texas coaches being you know great now yeah like you said like now almost complete opposite i mean even look at baylor staff right i mean sean bell's quarterback coach right former cedar hill uh, cedar ridge head coach um i mean uh, i believe wetzel's still on that staff as well i think is wetzel still on that staff so like that's it's going to be a little bit of a pipeline. I feel like, like it's going to be now if Joy McGuire comes out and let's say tech, you know, I'm not saying they're going to win 10 games next year, but let's say they come out and make a bowl six wins, even just that, right. That's a notch up from where they were. Okay. Now you're like, Oh, maybe look at Sean Bell. You know, like I'm not saying this will happen, but like you just get that intrigue going a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, it, you start like, you know, let's say like North Texas opens up, Texas state opens up, you know, those kind of school, you know, do you think of like guys like Scott Surratt and stuff like that? Sure. Yeah. Of, like, thinking of assistants and high school coaches, does it really open up um, those things? And I think the reason it's starting to happen now, not only is it Jeff trailer and some other guys having success, but offenses now trickle backwards. Mm -hmm. It used to be from the NFL, you would take some stuff and that would trickle into college. You would take some stuff from college and that would trickle into high school. It's, it's reversed now, right? Yeah. Like high school schemes are get bleeding into college. College schemes are bleeding into the NFL. So I don't think it's seen as this big systematic jump anymore, right? You can still run your stuff at the next level. And uh, I think it's a trend we just see happen more and more not only for the recruiting, but uh, because of on-field success and schemes and different things that you can do. Yep. So, uh, like I said, we will be we will be keeping track of this. Obviously, I can't wait to see his coordinator hires. Those are obviously the big, probably the big news, to, uh, the big stories to drop. Now, it will be interesting to see how those candidates and names kind of trickle out as the season ends, because. Obviously, that means he's interviewing during the season and probably on people's, you know, in between bowl games or wherever. So. We'll see how those uh, rumors come out. But yeah, Joey McGuire, head coach at Texas Tech, which four, three, four years ago, Texas Tech right away is his first head coaching job in college. That's pretty awesome. Like, I don't know that three or four, hearing that three or four years ago would have sounded pretty wild, but I'm happy for him. And uh, 
yeah, honestly, watch that opening press conference because if you're not sold, you will be. Yeah, couldn't agree more. I mean, from what what they could have done, I believe that they did as well as they could. And uh, that's that's all you can do in hiring because there's so much unknown. None of this stuff is guaranteed. All you can do is do your best with the information that you have. I think Texas Tech uh, made a big step in a positive direction today with that hire. All righty. Well, there goes another emergency podcast, man. Uh, we'll be back uh, later this week with the previews for the week, but we had to get this one out because as you can see from the runtime, we can talk about this for a while. So uh, dynamite hire, good job, Texas Tech, and we'll talk to you guys later.